Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the final episode of 2018 for the Ninth State Sports Show Football Edition. Uh, I'm Joe Marcellina. Alongside me, after uh, he's recovered from his turkey coma, <laughs> uh, former uh, high school football coach Mike Lockman. Mike, I uh, hope you're uh, hope you've recovered from uh, from the first of the major holidays here. Just uh, barely, just barely. But it's good to be here. I'm glad we had one more show. Uh, we're recording uh, this final episode at Riverside Barbecue in downtown Nashua. I uh, just want to say thank you to everyone that's been listening throughout the season and you know, providing us with uh, some much-needed feedback or, or much-appreciated uh, feedback. Uh, you know, you can always get in touch with us here at, uh, by emailing nhhighschoolsports at gmail.com or on Twitter at nhhsports. Uh, you know, and if you are interested in things other than football, uh, how dare you? Know, how yeah, dare you know? that's a little um, weird, but... <laughs> <laughs> we will um, be bringing back uh, a little bit of a lacrosse show uh, coming up in the near future. Uh, and, of course, we are going to try to get together and do an off-season football show yeah. at some point. Um, you know, discuss uh, the all-star games that will be coming up yeah. and, and a few other things. But yeah, last year we did kind of a review yeah, when they did the roster yeah, announcements yeah, kind and of stuff. Uh, that was fun. Our, our good picks and snubs and all yeah. that, that fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, but we're not doing that yet. Today we are going to – we're going to we're gonna – Get your thoughts on the championship games, yeah, um, and also talk a little bit about the season as a whole. What um, you know, what kind of transpired this year, and and, and maybe what's going to happen next year. Uh, but you know, let's start out the the D one game. Um, if you can remember that far back, or, or yeah. a week and a half ago now, trying to sort um, through it all. You know, I think I, I said this to Roger last week when we were at the end of the Pinkerton Salem game. We we're standing on the sidelines, and I said to him. You know, I'm pretty sure I said to you that I would make Bedford a two-touchdown favorite over Pinkerton. And, I mean, that felt about what that game was. Yeah. Was that, yeah, there were some hairy moments for Bedford, but they were pretty much in control. Yeah. It, it, it was it was probably the, the less uh, entertaining game of the three, right? They, they were all actually really good games. Um, right. Which, was, that, yeah. which was great because yeah. you could yeah. have anticipated maybe that they there would be some blowouts in there, but they were all really good games. Um, and, and I think uh, it looked like Pinkerton um, took advantage of some uh, some mistakes, some turnovers, yeah, some right? You know? mistakes, yeah. Um, I think I think we're, we're two Gannon fast touchdowns both off of deep in the in Bedford territory turnovers. Yeah, fumble recoveries that Pinkerton got the ball inside the 10 yeah. on both t both drives. Yeah. So it may have been I mean that made the game interesting but um, but that was the biggest test that Bedford faced all year and 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 rightfully so. I think Pinkerton was a very good team but right. you know we were talking after uh, after Bedford defeated uh, Merrimack in the semifinal and saying I mean, Bedford almost looked. There were there were positions where Bedford looked like they had college level athletes. Uh, you know, some of their slots, their running back, uh, certainly. I mean, some of their defensive players just. And I don't, I don't, you know, I'd seen Pinkerton a couple times in various forms. I, I didn't feel that same way about Pinkerton. Pinkerton had good players. Don't get me wrong, but I just felt like Bedford was just loaded. Bedford was at another level this year. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I had uh, the question in my mind, you know, where does this Bedford team kind of stack up in comparison to, you know, some of the other teams that they've had, you know, since uh, Derek Stank took over as the head coach going yep. into 2015. I mean, you think about the 2015 team, you know, made it to the – was probably the second-best team in the state, yep. you know, but just was playing in the same conference as Goffstown. Right. 
And that um, was, was that the year they lost their starting quarterback too, and they had uh, no. That was the year before 2014. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, but they, um, you know, they come within to the semifinals. They're you know probably a couple plays away from getting into the finals. 2016, um, you know, that was a very good team. I almost thought, you know, in hindsight, Merrimack might have been a little bit better that year, but yep. Bedford's the one that wins the championship. I, uh, this year's team, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe I know it's hard to compare year to year, obviously, but I, I feel like in a way, I don't know if it would be better than those teams, but it's clearly the best team this year. Oh, uh, definitely. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's hard. I mean, I even look back at some of the some of the teams back in Bedford's history. I mean, they've had some good teams. I mean, even going back when Coach Hines was still there, they've always had athletes and um, really powerful, fast linemen, you know, that kind of not your stereotypical New Hampshire linemen, but these really good linemen right, yeah. on both sides yeah. of the ball. But I don't know. There was I've never seen them with the combination of size and power and speed across the board. I mean, even they're inside linebackers. Uh, who's I don't have their names in front of me, but I mean, I watched film on. I mean, those kids were good. Their their secondary was good. Their slot receivers were tremendous. I think Not to mention um, uh, the 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 running back Toscano, yeah, Ryan yeah. Toscano, yeah. who is probably the best player in the state, maybe on both sides. On of both the ball. sides, of the he ball. was he was just as influential, I think, defensively. Yeah. Um, yeah, as he was offensively, I think. You know, what, 185 yards in the championship game. I don't think he had a carry that went for negative yardage right. in that game. I don't remember seeing too many throughout the course of the year. Um, but I think the thing with them, for me this year watching them, was they were one of the most balanced teams, I think. on y You know, you say that offensively, they could run the ball and they could throw the ball. And they could run the ball out of multiple positions. It yeah. wasn't just route of running back that was getting no, they yards. Could hit the slots, the slots could, yep. got yards. The quarterback got yards. Um, they could throw it, but also defensively, they were maybe the one of the best defensive teams in the state yeah. too. So uh, much speed. And I think, I think maybe that's something that you haven't seen in the last couple of years as a team that's that balanced. Um, that if you take this away from them, they're going to beat you with this. If you, you know, you slow down their offense, they're not going to let you score. Yeah. You know, so. No, it's a, it's a, that's a really good observation because I, I was thinking as you were saying that, and I was like, well, wait a minute, though. Winnicunit last year. But, but Winnicunit didn't have the passing wasn't, game. Yeah, their offense right. wasn't as, it came along at the end of the year. Yes. And, of course, they, you know, they, it blew up in the final against Pinkerton. Right. Um, but they were very much a defense-first kind of team. Right. For and they could throw year. the ball, but it's not like. If somebody was capable of taking their run away, you would never feel confident in saying, well, if that scenario came up, they're just going to throw the ball down the field right. and it'll be yeah. fine, right? Yeah. I mean, they could, and they were good at it, but to your point, I, that that thought came into my mind. I was like, no, no, no I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, you know, the um, other thing that we'll be starting to hear more about in the next couple of weeks, of course, uh, at nh-highschoolsports.com, I'm posting my choices for coaches and players of the year. Um, who do you think was probably the top player in Division One this year? You know, I, three names come to mind. I mean, I already kind of, I already kind of blew, put my cards down on the table on that one. I kind of blew it, but uh, <laughs> I, you know, I would have. When I think about things like that, I, I really try to think about players who made in, impacts on both sides of the ball. So, um, you know, a, a name like Ben Eichmann would come to mind, who was s offense, defense, and special teams made plays right between blocked kicks. Uh, punt returns, kick returns, 
great defensive player, obviously a very good offensive player. Um, you know, Cormier was probably the best quarterback on that side of the bracket. Yeah, I, I would yeah. say without a doubt. Uh, yeah. The the um, kid from Dover was pretty good. Pretty I, good too. Uh, I forget his name off offhand, but he had some pretty special games too. But um, at the at the end of it, I, I think Toscano, because he was, you know, you could look at his performance and his stats and, and say like, oh well, he didn't he didn't blow the stat column up, but he was on a, a, such a diverse offense where he was only a piece of that offense, and he still produced yeah. a tremendous amount. And, and then you look at his defensive capability. And then, well, I think through the first half of the year, he was only playing a half of games. Right. You know, they were coming, they were up by so many, he's coming out at halftime. And then later on in the year, I know specifically that game against Nashua South, South's game plan clearly was, was to take him literally away. Literally just to stop him. Was to stop, right. Yeah, and everyone else kind of contributed. And then yeah. you could look at that and say, well, then how can you, you know, if – they're winning without him doing it, having an incredible game. But you're right, the other side of the ball, he was in on every single play, yeah. big play for Bedford all year, and just was really the, the I felt like the heart and soul of that team. Yeah, he was a tremendous player. Uh, you know, every, every time you would see something going on uh, defensively, he was just always near the ball. Um, and, and, and not like I saw them six, yeah, seven right, times right, or something, right. Right. but in the times that I was able to observe them. I mean, I just think about, you know, going back to the very first game of the year, you know, they, they're, they're facing adversity early from North. For opening drive of the season, North gets down to the 10-yard line, and he creates a turnover, gets an interception, ends that drive. You know, right before halftime, North is driving for a touchdown. He makes a tackle at the, at the, the half-yard line and, and stops um, – North from scoring there, you know he made plays like that all year. Yeah. Um, but ano another guy I do w I feel deserves mention, um, Gannon Fast yep. from Pinkerton. Yeah. Um, just defense and offense. Defense again. and offense. Yep. And just in the playoffs was really, I mean he did what Pinkerton needed. You yeah. know they had trouble moving the ball in those first two playoff games because of the mud, and he was he kind of put them on his back. Yeah. And and you know was able to get those tough yards and and, and a total move, throwback yeah. player right a yeah. fullback a defensive end, you know kind of that bowling ball physique. I, I mean that's that's a that's a football player who could run too. I mean he, absolutely he, you know, yeah 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 no that's a that's a good mention too. We've talked a little you know we've talked about him almost every week yeah. if you think about yeah. it. So that's 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 one that definitely deserves to be thought of. What about uh, what about coach of the year? Do you think who who would you have to? I mean I know I'm throwing oh you kind of right on the spot here. Um, well, I mean, your obvious one would be Derek yeah. Stang yeah. At, at, at Bedford, right? Because the thing that I have always uh, perceived about Bedford is that it's not just that they have great athletes. It's that their off-season program is so comprehensive, and it gets, it, it gets taken seriously by those kids. And there's a leadership element to selling that, right? Because these kids are all multi-sport athletes. They have homework. They've got social lives. They've got the, all this other stuff going on. And they do a tremendous job there of selling their off-season program, the weight room, the camps, whatever it is that they do. And they, they build a team every year. Um, it's not just a matter of those kids are great natural athletes. They're big, they're fast, they're powerful. So that would be one. Um, I think you'd have to look at uh, uh, Kip Jackson at Merrimack, just given that turnaround, right? They had a tough year uh, right. last year, uh, you know, coming off of a great year the previous year. And... I think they sort of uh, 
exceeded expectations. And I, and I think a lot of times we tend to look at, you know, well, we didn't expect them to be in the playoffs, but right. they got to the playoffs. So right. that, therefore, you know, which, and, and I agree, and I, I, you know, I, on the, you know, on the site, I wrote, um, this might have been the toughest thing to pick out of out of the all the coaches and player awards um, because there really were a half dozen coaches. Yeah. Um, you know, Justin Huff did a, a tremendous job getting Goffstown into the playoffs after an zero and three start. Right. I mean, that right. was an amazing. I think it's only job. the third time that's ever happened. Yeah. Um, in this format in Division One, you can't th- underestimate the amount of leadership work it takes to keep your team focused after a tough start and get them pointed in the right direction, continue to have them believing in themselves. And, and so, yeah, that's a great mention, too. You know, Jimmy Lozon at Londonderry did a yep. tremendous job. I would even say, you know, uh, people are going to kind of scoff at this because it's Pinkerton, but that what Brian O'Reilly was able to do this year with with some of the, th- I, you know, there was rumors about, they never said anything about it, but rumors about injuries there yep. that they, they dealt with. You know, their backs were against the wall for, for a stretch there. Yep. Bill Raycraft at Wyndham, getting them Definitely. within a, a game yep. of the playoffs. But ultimately, the guy that I, I signaled out as my coach of the year in Division One was Rob Pike, ah. at, at Salem. Just, you know, you look at what happened. They lose. Yeah. Josh Maroon was one of their top running backs in the Jamboree for the year. Uh, Dom Pacey goes down midway through the season. Yeah, who was a He's huge out for part the year. of that team. Uh, Riley Mulvey missed a lot of time for them. I, I I know there were other kids that got hurt, and I just you know don't. I didn't wasn't able to keep track of all of them right. throughout the year, uh, but it seemed like every week up until the, the semifinals, there was another kid stepping in. Yeah, you know, to to have that kind of depth and or to build that kind of depth, especially given what they lost from last year. Yep. You know, to keep the kids focused. No, you're you know you're, you're it, absolutely right. That is a yeah. I hadn't even. I mean, in Bill Raycraft is another one where you could say, you know, we talked at the beginning of the year about that first year transition in, into a new division and and it's not even a matter of school size or talent it's just a familiarity thing where everybody else is familiar except for you right and you're you're not a you ha- don't have that um that face-to-face experience with other teams to be like ah, i know you know coach lockman loves to run this on third and short you know that kind of stuff where you just have that bank of knowledge for them to come in and be right in the thick of things, right at the get-go, in a really good Division One is great. Rob Pike's a great choice too, because I I hadn't considered that angle of how much adversity they had to deal with this year, combined with all of the talent that they lost the previous year. Right. Yeah. They reloaded and threatened every step of the way. They beat Pinkerton, right? Right. In the regular season. Yeah. Yeah. So moving on to Division Two, um, great transition there by me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know. This game, I gotta say, I spent the first half going, "What is going on?" Like, yeah. what? you know, Plymouth fumbles the opening kickoff. Yeah, um, Owen, they, uh, uh, Brickley, Owen Brickley fumbles Brickley, of all yeah, people. Um, you know, Alvern scores on its first three possessions. Uh, takes an eighteen, uh, what was it, eighteen fifteen lead at halftime. Yep. Um, and then the game swung in the second half on one play. It felt like. Yeah. Um, the block punt. Yep. Uh, special teams has been the, had been the theme, if you think about it, all through this this NHIA playoff season. I mean, there were blocked punts, blocked extra points, and you know, uh, overtime frames. I mean, all kinds of things that that, that special teams mattered. But I I was surprised more, and this is not to take anything away from Alvern. I was surprised more about 
Alvern's ability to be out in front than I was in anything else. I mean, I, I just assumed that they'd been a second half team all year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and um, and their lack of experience in playoff situations. Coach Roth has done a great job with them all year, but he's a second-year head coach, uh, first year in Division Two, by the way. Speaking of the transitional right, things we talked right. about with Wyndham, um, and and they came out and just—it it was almost like what we said uh, a couple weeks ago about don't rule them out because they've got that believe in yourself momentum going after all they've been through. But it doesn't surprise me though that Plymouth was able to emotionally, physically regroup and take care of business because. They're just they're just so disciplined, and uh, that's such a football community that it, it's almost like you had to wait. When was the other shoe gonna drop? Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see what happens. I know we s- we said the same thing at the end of last year. What's gonna happen with them? Because they're losing a ton of seniors. Yep. Well, guess what? They had more kids that came and stepped up. I was gonna say I'll go out on a limb and say they're just gonna reload. We, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we may not know the names right now, but. Um. You know, taking a look at, at the division, um, I, I'll, I'll reveal my pick first this yeah. time around. But I, I think, without a doubt, the player of the year was, was Owen Brickley from yeah. Plymouth. I mean, I don't have I, – I got to take another look for the numbers. But, I mean, he had, I got to say, something like eight 800 yards rushing, I think, in the playoffs with 10 touchdowns yeah. in three games. Yeah. I mean, just uh, – I mean, know, that's absurd. a season's yeah. worth of – For some of kids, yeah. For yeah. most kids, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and again, going back to the the theme that we had, where we were talking about the Division One kids, his presence on both sides of the ball. Right. I mean, he was a linebacker yep. on defense. He was all over the field, uh, even in that the playoff games. Right, the same thing. He's a kid that's rushing for 800 yards. He's all over the field um, on defense. Um, you know, obviously the fumble's unfortunate, but, but you know he's also a huge special teams contributor yeah. in the return game and the coverage game. Uh, yeah, he's a special player. The fumble might have been the only negative, I think, <laughs> negative so. play. Yeah, um, you know, looking around, um, obviously Sean DeCorn Sean from DeCorn. from St. Thomas has got to be another kid that that you mentioned in that. Yeah, in he that was far and away the best quarterback on that side of the bracket, uh, uh, South, I should say. Right? It yeah, was, yeah. I mean, he was really good. In there the were a couple of guys there that were good. Uh, yeah. Oh, Kyle Gora from Alvern had a had a fantastic year. Yeah. So, just a sophomore, so I mean, I mean, excited to see what he's able to do. Yeah, moving forward. I mean, as a QB, he's caught touchdown passes, thrown them, and received them it, in that in as the a championship, game. right? Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. it's insane. Yeah, yep. So that's another big mention. But you know, given that he's a sophomore, I, you know, he's still got a lot of way to come too. So, but I would have thought that. Um, Try to think if there's any other guys that that come to mind, but those are the three big ones. I yeah. would say. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not a coach of the year is a little bit of a tougher one. I think, of course, you know, of course, what Chris Sanborn's done at Plymouth has been, yep. you know, outstanding um, three championships in a row. And as we said, you know, they kind of had to reload this year. Uh, Paul Cohen at Bow has, you know, continued to to put together solid years yep. up there. Um, although, you know, I guess the key this year, though, maybe maybe they don't want to get those home playoff games. Yeah, uh, right. I know. You know. After going on the road for the, the previous two years. Two losses in a row to Southeegan. Yeah, yeah, to end, end their year. Um, you know, Keith Jones come, turning Milford around from a, what, a, a, what we thought was going to be a playoff team last year. They lose a lot of those kids, you know, from that team that we thought were going to be yeah. very good. And then this year they get back into the playoffs. That was 
when I was coming here and I was thinking about whether you were going to talk about Coach of the Year, that was that was really where I. That's probably for yeah, that probably my cho- my choice too. Yeah, um, just a, a, a fantastic year. Yeah, I mean them. they won two games last year. Right, and yeah. they sort of revamped their offense into more of an option thing. They 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 um, uh, they they sort of made um, Gavin Erta the centerpiece to that, and they yeah again to to recover from such a. a a tough year last year, an uncharacteristically tough year. That's not an easy thing to do. And, I mean, they were right there if, if, if they had maybe held on. You know, you look at, at the games that they lost. Um, outside of the playoff game to Alvern, you know, they were they lose a lead against Hollis in the yep. first game of the year. You know, they're, what, 12 seconds away from beating Alvern, I think. Yeah. Same thing with, with St. Thomas. Thomas. They lost that one late by, by one point. And the end you of know, the game. Yep. so I mean, they were very close to, to really be having a different kind of year, but they still had a very good year. Yeah, this, this and they season. may have been the only other team in all of Division Two that could have legitimately threatened um, Plymouth. Yeah, I mean, just on paper. Yeah, right? I mean, it, so I think you that that's where I came down was I said Keith Jones is probably the guy there. Mm-hmm. He, he did a great job. You know, you, you mentioned competitive games in the championships, and I think maybe the one that surprised everyone the most was that Division Three game. Um, you know, I, I joking on the on the, the sidelines with you know other other media members when um, when Manadnock fumbled the first two fumbles, yeah. I still was saying, oh, you know, their win percentage is still like ninety percent. You know, yeah. they're still probably gonna win this game. Um, when it got to be twelve nothing, I kind of was wondering, what what is going yeah. on here, like. And and it, I mean, there was some f- major frustration going on on the Manadnock sideline. Yeah, um, I would imagine I, so. Yeah. You know, you almost kind of. I, I wonder now. You know, thinking about it this far out, you know, how close were they to? Like, let's say Campbell had scored again, and it's eighteen or nineteen nothing. You know, how close were they to just? Yeah, you know, folding up. Yeah, and, yeah. and um, yeah, they didn't let that happen. No, I. You know, it's funny. I I, uh, I looked at that game, and it was just. What a what a bloody just heavyweight fight that was. I mean, I have never seen two teams pack so many defensive players they, into yeah, the yeah. Box. They they played in a phone booth. Oh pretty my much. god! I mean, you knew. I mean, you know, offensively, that they're both you know running teams and that they they have very different philosophies, but kind of the same thing, right? It's like open a hole, yeah, bring a bunch of guys through the hole and uh, and 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 grind out some yards, but defensively they were just in there bloodying their noses on every play both teams i mean i don't think either team was defended as well as they were against each other in that championship game both coaches just loaded up the box brought pressure and you know controlled their gaps and and got hats on ball carriers uh and and it was it was just a it was just a heavyweight toe-to-toe pounded out kind of thing and but you know that mental toughness that we've talked about all year uh, and physical toughness that Manadnock possesses they may have been frustrated they made a bunch of mistakes in the beginning but the perseverance to kind of manage through all that and to and to win the game on in the circumstances that they they did with a with a field goal um how often does a championship game get decided by a last you know end of the game I honestly I I don't I have no idea. Yeah. I don't remember. I'm going to say this, and one will come to me, but I really don't remember no. one coming down to that. Uh, and for a kid that that um, hadn't played football before right. this year, that that 
you know, came out to to help out his buddies. Yeah. Um, you know, just in case. Yeah, it's a great story. Yeah, yeah. came yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. It, it, the it just happened. in case came up. Um, <laughs> I don't remember his name. Do you know his um, name? I, I, no, God, I don't. I, Isaac Jasinski. Is believe, that it? Is yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Incredible. And um, I mean, the only other factor to that game that's I, I think it bears mentioning is that um, Keegan Mills wasn't in the game. Right. right. So it does lead you to be, you know to wonder what could have been for uh, Campbell, who jumped out to an early lead. Um, and and they did it, they did it on plays where they went kind of ran outside. Yeah. And they really got it, didn't go to that much afterwards. I wonder. I'm not sure why. Would have liked to have seen that more. I don't know what it would have changed. Yeah. But usually, Manadnock's really good about bringing edge pressure to contain. You know, they they have uh they usually have two almost like outside linebacker guys, but they're just they just scream up yeah. field and kind of they're really tough. They usually do a good job of containing. So maybe. Uh, Maybe the coach kind of gave them a little bit of, hey, <laughs> you guys are out there for one reason and yeah, one reason only, yeah. and that's to stop the outside run. I'm yeah. sure there was some more colorful, maybe there's some more <laughs> colorful <laughs> thoughts mixed in there, but, uh, um, but yeah, they might have taken it away as an adjustment. Who, um, let's start with coach, coach in, in Division III. Um, I mean, who kind of jumps, anybody jump out at you? Um, obviously, Coach Avery at Monadnock. Yeah. Um, you know, winning a championship, uh, Coach Costello at Campbell, his first getting there in his first year as the head coach. Um, you had Coach Wood at um, Hillsborough during Hopkinton, who um, got his team not only the first time to the playoffs, but first time uh, a win in the playoffs. Right? Yeah. So they weren't a one and out team either. Nope, a semifinalist in there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think Coach Cousins did a good d job with his team this year, but you. You expected Laconia to play well, so I don't know. I, I where were you on that? Because I, 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 you know, again, it, it's it's tough because there were so many teams that had good years. But I, I think I would have gone with um, it's uh, with Jay Wood. Yeah. It, it just getting that team. You know, what are they? Their third year as a varsity program. Yeah. Um, you know, you didn't really know what was going to happen going into this year, moving down. Um, they I feel like they lost a couple kids to graduation. Maybe that was two years ago. Um, yeah, they lost some kids, that, you know, last year too, though. Yeah. And, and even the, the quarterfinal game that they won, I mean, that was – they had to come from behind against – was it Lebanon? And it was, like, blocked punts. I mean, that's that's huge, right? So, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and they had to rally at half to – Yeah. I think they were down – they might have been down 14 nothing at half, I think. They came back to win 21-14. It's a big deal. Yeah. I mean, they beat some good teams along the way too. They opened the season beating Lebanon. I uh, mean, Laconia. Not, sorry, Laconia. Laconia. Um, um, they did beat Lebanon during the regular season. Yeah. Um, they lost to uh, Interlakes by a point. Yeah. Yeah. Which. Yeah, I that mean, one. I mean, that one could have changed quite a bit because you know that takes them from being uh, excuse me six and three, seven and two. Yeah. You know, maybe a higher Different seed. Different seed. Yeah. You don't see Manadnock then until the final. Right. Who knows. Um, player of the year, though, I uh, kind of tried to think outside the box a little bit here um, because, you know, you look at a team like Monadnock and, and I feel like it's tough to pick. You know, Chandler Matson I think, maybe was the MVP of that team. Yeah. But then Tim Hart, uh, Tim Santa, I mean, they just were loaded. Yeah. I was going to um, say there were two or three of them yeah, that you could they pick could, from could, Yeah. 
And then you look at Campbell, Keegan Mills, obviously, yeah. um, was a fantastic player. Yeah. Um, was banged up at different Banged times. up at times. Not his fault, by the way. Right. But, but, I mean, he was banged um, up. But I really thought, um, you know, it made me think of going with um, Colby Quiet from, from Hillsborough during Hopkinton. Yeah. That's where I would have gone, too. Uh, um, Jacob Steele right, probably right. Uh, deserves a mention because he was tremendous. I don't know as much about him on the um, defensive side of the ball. I know Quiet played offense, defense, special teams, and was a huge contributor in all three. He was an inside linebacker uh, on defense. But offensively, Quiet was so good. I mean, he in the passing game, you know, they would screen to him or they would, or they would hit him out of the backfield. He played fullback for them. He played halfback for them. He was the guy, and he opened up everything else for, for those other players. He made Yanakopoulos' job easier. Um, that's that's where I would have gone, too, because I think he was the best all-around player, and yeah. he's only a junior. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Any um, any final thoughts about um, this year, the, the 28th season? Any, anything that kind of stood out to you in terms of, um, you know, certain – I don't want to. I don't know. If theme is the right word, but you know, was there something that happened repeatedly this year that you were impressed with or kind of stood out to you? Yeah. I, so one, I, I mentioned one earlier, and that was how much special teams this year played a role in in, in critical outcomes. Yeah, it was yeah. blocked kicks, uh, field goal in the Division Three championship game to win it. I mean, special teams was huge this year in all three divisions. You know, you think about. Uh, Eichmann's blocked kick in overtime. I mean, it just—it seemed like every week there was some sort of major special teams I, play. All three division championship games. If I'm, uh, I know D D two and three both had a blocked kick. Yeah. All three of them, though, I think had a fumble or a kickoff, a fumble on a kickoff or a recovery on a loose ball, something like that. Yeah. Uh, and I—I I mean, I think I saw. You know, you factor in the the weather and the this, the playoffs too. I mean, yeah, right. You know, Pinkerton missed all of its extra points in that semifinal game. Right, um, right. You know, they had one blocked. They had a field goal blocked against Londonderry. Um, you know, they just you're right. There was a lot of, um, you know, a, not so much in the return game though. It was, you know, blocking kicks or recovering fumbles or, you know, I don't. I'm trying to remember if I saw any kickoff returns. Or I definitely didn't see any punt returns for touchdowns this no. year. I saw a couple kickoff returns. I take that back. Yeah. Early, earlier in the year. Yeah. yeah. And they and they usually do happen earlier yeah. in the year because your your coverage teams sometimes aren't quite as good at that point. But so that was theme one, and then the second theme was uh, as much as we kind of put this on Division Two South, but I think across the board, I've never seen it so. Um, well matched. Well, well, maybe not in recent memory. Anyway, it's it was just. Anybody could have beaten anybody, and, it, and, it, and that's a cliche, but it really felt that way to me for much of the season. Um, With the exception of a couple teams, yeah. Maybe Bedford. Right. Bedford and, um, and Plymouth, Plymouth, and Plymouth at times against against certain teams. But even, you know, Plymouth-Bow was a great game. Uh, Plymouth-Sauhegan uh, ended up being a pretty good playoff game, uh, even though, you know, I mean, that was back and forth for a little while right. there. But for the most part, everything else was wide open. I mean, you could you could have been – Five and four, or you could have been seven and one, or whatever. And you and know, and I, I think, uh, you know, I'm going to get into this more later on in the week, um, you know, on the on the site. But next year might be the same way. It might be even more so. Yeah. Um, you know, I know, I know. One of the, the discussions going on amongst the press box at, UN, at UNH um, 
uh, during the championship games was, you know, who's the best? Who's the best returning quarterback? Hmm. You know, I mean, there's a lot of kids. A lot of them this year were seniors. You know, there's a few that come to mind. You know, Curtis Harris at North, if they yeah. they keep him at quarterback, yeah. or James Dowling at at, at Merrimack. Yeah. Um, uh, Alvern, Kyle Gora, yeah. um, Gavin Erda at Milford, yep, but I mean Gavin. he's more of a running kind of quarterback. But he'll um, only get better. Yeah, so I mean there's, I mean there's some kids that are coming back. Um, you know who knows about uh, the Wimmers at Hollis Brookline? You know uh, Sander, the quarterback there. Yeah, both um, juniors, right? Both juniors, yep. but n- not too sure about what's what their futures hold. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean that's I think that. You know, as as this kind of evolves into still more and more of a passing kind of you know game, I mean, you need the quarterback. Um, so yeah, that'll be. I think that'll be an interesting aspect to look look a, ahead to. Yeah, yeah. Th- a lot of good players leave, but man, we talked about Quiet's only a junior. Um, uh, there are, there are a couple of kids that we listed in that consideration that were you know for player of the year that were not seniors so a lot right, of good yeah. players are yep. coming back next yep. year which is kind of cool and we will hopefully be here to talk about them when they do uh when when the 2019 season does kick off yeah uh mike it's been a pleasure Absolutely, um, a yeah. lot of fun uh i hope you enjoyed it as much as i did i did uh, good um so thank you again for uh for taking the time to to talk some football with us each week uh thank you to everyone out there for listening uh, he is Mike Lockman. I am Joe Marcellina. Uh, you can listen to this uh, and all other podcasts are up on nh-highschoolsports.com. Uh, thanks again and uh, happy holidays.